0: Welcome to Clicking Balls. This is round probably 13, I reckon. Uh, my name's Brenton. Heath isn't here today. He's uh, he's decided to have the week off. Um, well, well, I don't know what's going on, but... Well, in fairness, he's got kids'
1: concerts on. Um, and his kids, or...? Yeah, well, I, just, I assume... It's I, the habit of going to kids' concerts. I don't think anyone turns up to, to kids' concerts like an Albert. Um, you know, who wants to go see six hours of kids pretend to sing... I mean you may as well go to the voice. <laughs>
0: yeah, so Heath not here. This is going to be one of our less researched podcasts. Uh we've got plenty of side stories to go on to though, so don't worry about that. I prefer to think of it as instinctive. Instinctive. It's uh yeah. Uh, we're not live though, so we <laughs> can't claim what it's been truly instinctive. Um so yeah. usually I get asked what my highlight of the round is first, but I'm the host, so this is almost like poker where you know it's heads up and the the order reverses. So you're gonna go first, Josh.
1: Dealer's choice. Yep. Um Well, my highlight of the week is, um, you know, I'm I'm fond of the occasional uh, beverage, uh, the occasional beer, um, and fortunately there's a a nice little craft beer store between the train station and my home.
0: Yep, a point of difference. Yeah,
1: so when I knock off, you know, heading home, like, and you forget whether you've got milk or bread or whatever, you never forget how much beer's in your fridge. No, yeah. And I'm like, running low, might drop in. Uh, So on Friday, I drop in, think I might uh, grab a beer or two. Turns out they've got a a bit of a tasting there by uh, the BrewDog rep. You're right. And, uh, the chick had a full range of brews, like, uh, you know, a whole bunch of stuff. And I'm just, you know, heading on back to the fridge just to grab whatever I think I'll grab. And uh, she just pulls me up and says, Oh, you know, do you want to try some beer? I'm like, well, fucking in a beer shop. Of course I do. Yeah. I think
0: it's point of difference. Like, it's not hard to pull you up because they just stand in the way you can't get around.
1: Yeah. There's literally about a 60 centimeter gap between the shelving to get there. It, it's like uh, one of those old secondhand bookstores. Yeah. And, yep. Except instead of books, it's beer and some wine, but mostly beer. Um, so, you know, I didn't realise they've got a range of about 14 beers. Um, yeah, right. And, you know, I'm getting a little sample here and there, and then it's like, oh, you might as well finish this can off. And, then, and I probably drank about four beers' worth of beer. <laughs> just nice. Just uh, sipping. And some of them were pretty potent too.
0: Well, BrewDog are building a big uh, hotel brewery bar complex in Brisbane. That's how they're going to get into the Australian market. Not sparing any money either.
1: No, do they get bought out by someone?
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, they're half-owned by ABM Bev, I'm pretty sure.
1: Yeah, oh, one of them anyway. One of the big. Anyway, got cash thrown around. Yeah, um, and you know, I did my best to put a bit of a dent in that. Um, but anyway, as you know, you get to any there's a free sample of anything, there's always the uh, the turn, the sell. Yep. And uh, she's like, oh, you know, if you if you grab uh, a four pack of any of our beers, you know, have this stubby holder. And I'm thinking, I drink out of glass anyway. Like I pour the beer into yeah. a glass. But I'm like, oh, you know, I'll have a look. Get of the back and look at the price. I'm like fuck that. Yeah, So i just uh, grab the usual. I'm like, oh, did you get any of ours? I'm like, no. Nah. <laughs> she looked genuinely gutted.
0: Well, she's probably staking a lot of uh, commission on this little ploy. She's probably chewing up half the budget.
1: To be fair, I did uh, sink probably about 30 bucks worth of sample i Well, I've,
0: I've literally got about eight BrewDog glasses in my cupboard that I've stolen uh, over the years So I, I feel mean, like They're not, they're not short on dollars They're doing just fine so. They're not
1: really stolen They're just borrowed I mean if they ask for them You give them back Yeah Yeah yeah, yeah
0: exactly And I mean yeah. You know They're Scottish they just understand You know You still should have just not, not tied down
1: Well I mean You know The the, the Scots are kind of Known for a couple of things And being uh, know, being big, Mighty
0: drunkard And distilling whiskey Is probably a big part of it What else are they known for? Actually,
1: I don't know hating the English,
0: yeah. I mean, that's that's just brotherhood amongst the rest <laughs> of the Commonwealth, really.
1: <laughs> yeah, everyone hates the English until America picks on them, like, oh
0: yeah, oh, fuck off, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, all right, uh, shit, you know, I, I actually usually, uh, when Heath's running this, me and you have to fight about who has to go first because we haven't thought of a highlight of week yet. Um,
1: well, I'm not saying we uh, haven't thought long and hard about stuff, but we research other shit.
0: Yeah, yeah, like I usually try and put down a few notes on my phone uh, leading, in the week leading up to it, uh, the leading week, to look at my parts of the week, but I've been away, or well, not away, but I haven't been able to make the recording times for the last couple of weeks, but I've still got some of the notes left over, so I've got uh, no kids game at halftime in China because they couldn't get annual leave. Um <laughs> From the factories. Um, yep. <laughs> yeah, the, the new Apple uh, had to be built, so that's pretty unfortunate. You know what I mean? Got to put in the hours. Oh, you know, sometimes you've got to step up and do something for your country.
1: I feel like that joke's wasted on this podcast. <laughs>
0: um Yo Romero wins twenty six million dollars for taking steroids. Really? Um Yeah, Yo Romero got popped. He's obviously a UFC fighter, jacked motherfucker, Cuban dude. Just looking him up, he looks like a He-Man doll. We
1: well, had yeah, the the two great fights against uh Aussie Rob Whitaker, yeah. who's kind yeah. of a Kiwi, but.
0: Yep, we've claimed him though. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he's obviously on steroids. He's fucking massive. And he's 40 or 40 odd years old, but he got done for steroids and found out it was in a tainted supplement, which I think was uh, food, basically. Um, and yeah, so they proved it and he, he got paid out $26 million.
1: Hang on, hang on. That bloke would be his walk around, like, what's his body weight? I've forgotten. Uh, 185. His 185 pounds. Yeah. So Somehow. What, about 80 odd kilo. Yeah. And he's only about five, nine.
0: Yeah, probably about he's that. He's not a tall lad. 10,
1: yeah. I mean, he's stocky as hell. Like, yeah. Like a condom full of walnuts. Yeah. So the bloke's, you know, got a lot of muscle mass. Mm-hmm. How the fuck does he ingest enough? Like, is he eating a, a antelope that's... Probably. I don't know. I
0: don't know. He was in something that he took, apparently, and they could prove it. And yeah, he, got, he won $26 million. I'm like, that's better than all your fights put together. Oh. So I wouldn't be surprised if you don't see your Morero again. And still, that was last week, so I was trying to think of what high life this week is. Um, not much going on with the Tigers, so AFL's out of the question. Uh, Following one had a good week. Danny Rick got six and yeah. qualified fourth.
1: Yep. Um, do you see at the end of that, uh, Seb Vettel, um, went off track and came back on, yeah, what yep. they deemed a dangerous thing. Yeah, at the end of the race, he's uh, pulled up in the second slot, he grabbed the, the second, um, other marker. Marker. Moved it over to Lewis Hamilton. Got the foot <laughs> back to his own. <laughs> Which is a bit of a bitch thing to do, to be sure have
0: taken on the podium, really. You know, if yeah, you do know, to yeah. you know, do it, go all the way.
1: But uh, after the race, Hamilton said, well, you know, it was his to win, but uh, he's not getting the points kind of thing. And yeah, Vettel said, oh, you know, I'm not blaming Lewis, but he fucking did. Yeah. Well, they
0: may, they may as well just go for the perfect season now. Fuck it. No. All right. So, may as well move on to some footy. Um, Back to Thursday night footy this week, uh, which is great, great for me because I've got Thursdays off, so I actually got to watch this game, which wasn't great for me. Uh, Adelaide uh, outlasted the Tigers. I expected Adelaide to, well, I said to put up a, a big fire, but I thought the Tigers might be able to outlast them. I didn't expect their big men to fire like they did. Uh, yeah. I think that uh, coming into the third quarter, I was like, all right, here's, here's the point where the Tigers turn it on, they just run off their feet. But it was totally Adelaide doing that to Richmond. Richmond looked tired.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, one of the, the big talking points that came out of it was the Sydney Stack-Eddie Betts <coughs> sort of thing. Yeah, I'm all for it. I, I'm fucking uh, all plussed about it too. Yep. All through the match, Sydney Stack is obviously playing on one of his idols. Yeah, yeah. And fair enough, Eddie Betts uh, has done things that only he can do for so yeah, long. Yeah, and did one that game as well. Well, that's the, all through the game, uh, he's had a couple of pings and hasn't come off. Mm-hmm. And Sydney Stack's like, you're not getting one on me, brother. Yeah, you, you ain't getting it. And then he pulls that one off with like, I think it was a minute to go. Yeah, it a fuck all
0: to go. And it was, yeah, it was one done. of those
1: ones where he could have turned in and run towards the goal square. Yeah. But he's gone no. he's turned the other way, ran to the boundary, and just slotted one. You're like, that's that's anyone else, that'd be their highlight goal. Yeah.
0: yeah. For him.
1: It's one of his best ones. Yeah. But it's still just that's just it's what you turn up yeah. what you pay for.
0: It's Steph Curry shooting a three from forty feet out or something. Yeah.
1: Um, still brilliant to watch. And then you just see Sydney Stack uh, just sort of pretending to be nowhere. And then that's going, see, I told you, brother. And Sydney's going, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. And, oh, all right, I'll cop that. Give me a high five. And I'm, I'm absolutely fine with that. Like, that's just um, good
0: banter. Like, I want to see that between, you know, they've got this talk about aggression and shit, and you see that and people jump on that bandwagon too. You're like, you can't have it both ways. Yeah, I, I think some people just like to complain. Well, no. that is definitely the old school uh, AFL crowd generally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and- I've, I've had they're pretty- the Republicans of the AFL, basically. Uh, <laughs> uh, they I still got a soft spot. You know, we we would have grown up in a, a, a basically geog- geographical area that would share a lot in common with uh, American Republicans. <laughs> so, I still got a soft spot for dumbest shit there. What racism? Yeah, well, not a soft spot for racism, but uh, a soft spot for you know, salt of the earth people minus racism. Remember, we are salt of the earth. Well, that's the thing I found about we're not
1: racist with uh, with country footy. Yeah. that's exceptional racism. It's like, oh, they'll be like, oh, all these, all these bastards are, are this. They're like, oh, what about Craigie, playing the footy team? Oh, I him. No, no, he's a good one. Yeah. Bloke. Well,
0: the thing is, and especially since a small segregated community and you grow up together, but then you move out. And so you move away from there and it's kind of a similar philosophy, but you unlearn that racism. So if it can be learnt, then it can be unlearned.
1: But it also becomes unconscious. Like, yeah. I remember um, with a, a few lads I know from small country towns and whatnot, you forget. What it's like in a way, like um, we'd go grab some Thai food when they were down. I'm like, right. oh, you're going for Chinese? I'm like, no, no, Thai. I'm like, oh, isn't all the same shit? Yeah. I'm like, no. Like, oh, I thought Thailand was part of China. I'm Like, no, that's Taiwan and only kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not not fully willingly. Um, and it's like, Well, oh, that's pretty fucking exotic. Whereas I'm like, it's fucking Thai food. Yeah, <laughs> it's food court shit.
0: Well, I, I remember telling people about uh, the story of the. The picnic train that got shot up. Hmm. Um we were always told that it was uh it was by Turkish people in an ice cream stand. Yeah, it turns out they're Egyptian. No, they were Pakistani. Oh well. Really? Yeah, so everyone knows this, but it's still referred to as the Turks who attacked the Christmas uh the picnic train going out to Silverton. Yeah,
1: because it was <laughs> just before or during WW one.
0: Yeah, just just during, I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was during. Yeah, yeah.
1: And to be honest, they didn't sound like they were the
0: sharpest knives. They're like, Well, I guess we're at war. Yeah. in the middle of Australia where you've got no escape route. And you're shooting innocent people on a picnic train Yeah From, um, from
1: memory it uh, didn't come off too well
0: Well I think they, they got a, a pretty decent score But um, I don't believe they lived
1: Yeah, uh, you know And to be fair I don't yeah, think yeah, uh, How are you going to hide? Yeah <laughs> So Lads you can go running But uh, there's 300 <laughs> k's of nothing in every direction So good fucking luck <laughs> Drop bears get your ass um, Yeah anyway uh, <laughs> But it started off well for the Tigers. Um it did. Their uh, their new rookie. Um yep. Chole? Mar- yeah, Maribel Chow. Maribel yep. Chow. Yeah, oh, he looks a bit baby giraffe ish, but uh he did all right.
0: Got yeah. the first yeah. goal,
1: which uh considering he only uh got on the team sheet what ten minutes before the ball was bounced. Yeah. Um He's, he's done the bookies a favour because no one would have had him for first goal. Well, absolutely not. And he's been playing all right in the,
0: uh, the twos the last couple of weeks. Still got some glaring holes in his game, which is core strength and uh, balance, basically. He's still not strong around the hips. He still hasn't got that like that ability to uh, have instinctually lower your centre of gravity so that you can ride those bumps and that. So he gets pushed out of the contest a little bit easy. But he's, young, he's a young, tall man. And they yeah. don't come into their own until 27 or 30. So um, definitely plenty of hope for him. Um,
1: well, I didn't hear the commentators call him Majak Dorr either, so uh, that worked out well. Well, funny yeah. is, he's, he's got the same hairstyle as O'Leary earlier, so well, that's yeah. uh, a, a more common, I guess, mistake, if you would like. But um, I thought he was all right. I mean, he, he's a bit of a project, and he wouldn't have gotten a game if it wasn't for four Ruckman being injured.
0: Exactly, and obviously, stronger Gregretarin, so it makes a big hole in our Ruck. Well, he's got the right do. place, yeah. Um, so he had a good game. Also, bringing up uh, Paddy Nash, he had a little bit of the ball, showed, yeah. showed what he's capable of. Obviously, no kind of a massive impact, but I thought he was serviceable for them. But onto the, the Crow side of things, um, Jenkins has really responded to this, this uh, pressure or this criticism or maybe it's just freed up his ability to play stress-free footy because he's got options on the table and he's exploring his options yeah. and maybe just feels in a better place himself.
1: Well, the story going around is that Hawthorne's looking at him. But um, I've also heard Hawthorne looking at uh, Patton. Out of those two, I yeah. honestly take Patton. Some people will argue otherwise. yeah. Um, and Jenkins is... You know, as good as anyone as what he does in the goal square. Yeah. And maybe about twenty-five out. But um yeah, I'm I'm, I'm not really sure who's in the box seat for him. Carlton definitely offered him a contract.
0: Yeah, well it's they're talking north. There's always talking north, isn't there? If they they come out and say anything officially, or is I it just it all heard, offense?
1: Um oh, who's the GWS player? Um uh, who's with B, forgotten his name now. He's on the uh on the outer a bit.
0: Ah, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Um uh, shit. Can't remember his
1: name. Um, yeah. Oh, look, well, come back to me. But anyway, it's been uh Jack Martin, Lucious. Um, who else has been linked to North? Oh, a whole bunch of fuckers. Everyone. Um, um every bastard. It's just been Matt Bolton. <laughs> Is there, has he been linked to North yet? Oh, probably. And that's not even including the coaches. I mean, so far we've had uh Clarkson, both yeah um, and a whole bunch of other shit. Mm-hmm. But it's just, it's just mad and. You know, there's there's literally no way North can have that amount of people exactly um, being talked to. They don't they don't have the freaking staff.
0: Yeah, so they've got everyone over trying to get Carly Leonard come into the the fold. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, but um, you
0: know, also Tex having a good know, game as well in this one. Did, I thought uh, presented well,
1: took a great mark. Aiden Bonnar was the one I was thinking of. That's the one. Yeah, um, yeah. Apparently uh, North's looking at him um, uh, as well as. Uh, Ed Langdon was the other one and uh, Darcy yeah. Parrish. Yeah. I mean, Parrish isn't going anywhere. No, um, no. You know, Bonnard probably will because he's not getting the best 22 crack. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if he's going to demand, demand big money. Jack Martin might get uh, a bit of looking, look in, but... Um, yeah. Anyway, there's always all that talk leading into buy round because uh, everyone's got to write columns and yeah. to write themselves. Yeah. And uh, Matty
0: Crouch putting in uh, another thirty-plus possession game, uh, which Jeez, he's is good. fucking amazing. Uh, forty. Forty. Was it forty? Yeah, what do you get? Uh, yeah, forty-three. Um, so Crow's just come out and have turned it on for one game. It's interesting now if they can put that together and build momentum across the back end of the season, uh, coming to the buy round. Or going into their bye, I think. Uh, so, yeah. Good on,
1: Crows. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're coming into their bye. But, um, no, they, the game the scoreline doesn't really reflect how tight the game was for a lot of it. Uh, yeah, it well, it
0: was a little bit of a blowout, but it was always coming. Like, the momentum was with Adelaide from that last half. And you could just you were, Richmond were basically the damn wall when it was going to break at some point.
1: Yeah, it's kind of funny. that This was probably the least controversial game. Um, with the City Stack incident, because every other game had some level of controversy.
0: Yeah, yeah, and we're definitely going to get in some of that controversy,
1: because it's a short round, and that's just more interesting to talk about, really. Yeah, and I mean, you know, speaking of that game, the next one was and uh, v Hawks, and I don't think many people remember the scoreline, but they remember Ben Stratton being a cunt. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I don't
0: I even really found out about the pinching just then, when you told me before that we started recording, but I saw the foot stomp, and even in mixed martial arts, that's frowned upon move.
1: <laughs> well, especially when you've got studs. Um, yeah. You know, heel studs especially are generally a bit longer. And looked yeah. like he got the heel studs on uh, McKernan's foot.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure he did. Yeah, it looked like right on like,
1: uh, the top where you actually got some meat there. It fucking yeah. hurts. Yeah, it freaking does. Uh, and the laces and the boot doesn't protect you at all from that sort of thing. Yeah um, But the The Orazio Fantasia thing uh, A couple of weeks back Charlie Cameron got the same treatment From Stratton Yeah And it's just He's grabbing the uh, skin At the back of the Tricep if yeah. You like, yeah And just pinching and twisting And it's just constant yeah. And you saw uh, Charlie Cameron was pissed off And talked to the umpire about it And the umpire's kind of like Oh come on boys Yeah I don't think he realised Because uh, you know Cameron didn't show as many bruises As for a Fantasia Yeah or Fantasia I suppose I should say Yeah whatever Yeah um, and it just constant, constant. And then at the end of it, it looked like he'd been hit with golf balls kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and found, uh, Stratton came out uh, today, found out he's got uh, a week for it kind of thing. Yeah. A week for the stomp, and I think a fine for the pinching. And said how he's uh, disappointed in himself and regretful and everything. If he was that regretful, he wouldn't have done enough for Charlie Cameron.
0: Yeah, well, this is true. And even when he's given that apology, it was the most non-apology ever. Yeah. He literally
1: could not give a fuck, I'm going to be honest. Funny thing I found too, Clarkson, uh, he's got to defend his player. I've got no argument with that. Yeah. But his defense was, oh, it's a bit like sandpaper gate. Everyone's overreacting. I'm like, uh, what? No, that was, that was still they, they did use sandpaper on the ball. That's kind of well, cheating. It's flat out cheating, yep. Well, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I... No. <laughs> I think comparing yourself to one of the darkest days in Australian cricket, um, probably not not a great not analogy. Yet. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So if you're saying it's that bad, I guess Stratton's out for a year. I don't know.
0: Yeah, and I mean, really, you could have gone, "Look, you know, it's bad. It's not as bad as you know, like Essendon injecting drugs." I feel like that would be a good deflection. I think that would have worked quite well. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, about the game. Um, Hawthorne put in a good performance, but I thought Essen had that little touch of class that was better across the, the four quarters. Um, it they seemed just- a pretty even match in the first half, but I think Hawthorne, I don't know if they're getting fatigued. They've had a fair bit of injury uh, concerns.
1: Well, they are just out muscled. Um, Hawthorne, for the most part, because Hawthorne had the better uh, of use in the middle. Yeah. I think uh, the hitouts with McAvoy and Segler were 45 plus 20 to Bell, Chambers Jesus. and McKernan. McKernan got three hitouts.
0: Right. Um, and he's looking for. He get, his contract getting renewed or is up within the season? Apparently. I'm pretty sure he's
1: up. He's season to season these days. Yeah. Which most utilities are. Um, and look, I think he's done enough to earn himself another year. Well, it's all about who else they've got to choose from, really. Wow. Well, yeah, it depends on who's coming on. Um, but yeah, the only. Um, multiple goal scorer that Hawthorne had was Impey. Yep. And he had a decent game. I wouldn't say a brilliant one. Um, yeah. 24 yeah. touches, but, uh, you know, did, did okay.
0: Yeah, I still think they probably would have expected a bit more out of Impey, getting him across from Port. Um, he hasn't been bad, but, I, you know, I've rated him a lot better when he was playing at Port.
1: Yeah, well, I feel like they're expecting him to be the next Burgoyne, and uh, yeah. it's just not quite happening. Yeah. Which, you know, it's a fair um, standard to live up to.
0: Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. So it was,
1: it was also the depth of Essen that really hurt them because, uh, in terms of touches, uh, Warple, Henderson, Smith, and Shields all got thirty plus. Essen, yeah. did, Essen did not have a player with thirty touches. Right. Um, Merritt, Heppel, Hurley, and McKenna maybe all was- had between twenty five and twenty eight. But it was all um, in in the mid levels too. Like their average player was very good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe that was the problem. Was that if you're relying on so few people, it's going to be tough work for them to put in four quarters at that that high intensity
1: intensity output. I think it was, really. Um, and the other thing is, too, that they just didn't seem to have that uh, aggression, I guess.
0: Yep, yep. And this was an, like an important uh, match for position because that puts yep. Hawthorne down at 12th and puts Essendon up to 10th. And you want to be around that 10th coming into the last half so you're always there in a fight because you can get blown out that... Uh, Ninth to 14th to spots can really start a stretch at this point in the season.
1: Well, the, the telling stats for me were that they won disposals inside 50s, def- social efficiency, everything. Yeah. But efficiency inside 50, 66% yeah. versus 47, uh, Essendon's way. Um, and also uh, hit-outs, 45 Hawthorne hitouts, yeah. but 31 to 27 clearances and 15 to 11 Senate clearances. So they were losing the hitouts but dominating them in the clearances. And that's because of the contested possession they had. Yeah, Uh, exactly.
0: That's just pressure, isn't it? Yeah, they
1: won the contested possession quite handily, which contested possession to me is where footy is.
0: Well, exactly. That's what we want to see. That's why the the sort of uproar about Channel 7 allegedly having too much of an input into rule um, um, creation and how the game's actually supposed to be played, was that fans don't necessarily want to see high scores. You want to see hard contests. And It doesn't necessarily matter if the score is high or not, if, as long as it's hard
1: fought. Well, honestly, I thought the same about the North game. Um, yeah. it, it, it's easy to appreciate the high mark and the open play quick movement. Yeah, Anyone can look at that and go, oh, that's pretty clever. Yeah, But I think for mine, it's the hard in and under work that I really love watching. Yeah, And those just... Gut check spear tackles, you see, where a player's just throwing themselves into the tackle, and it's never the biggest player either. It's always the the plucky little bastards. Yeah. Um, And I just love to see that because that's not, you're not born with that as a skill. Yeah. That's just sheer commitment. And I love that our game supports people who. They might not be, be the most skillful, but they're willing yep. to put everything in that line just to make that fucking tackle. And yeah. it's just pure work ethic. Yeah. And I love that.
0: Yeah, see, I love looking at the, the coach's strategy about how he implements his idea of uh, of what it takes to beat that certain team in that matchup. And the best part is seeing how they get out of that contested possession, what setup they use. When it fails, what does their plan be? What are they moving yeah. on to? Uh, obviously, banging on about all the time, it's really hard to see with the footies they use, but that's why at the game, it's so interesting to see Every possession is under pressure from the contest, but who has the extra person in that right position that breaks the play open?
1: Yeah, and who's the kid who's just gut running, to be
0: honest? Yeah, an option. exactly. Um, and, and what's the counteract to that? How do they come out of it in the second quarter and how do they you know, counteract that? They've got yeah. their plan Bs and Cs.
1: With this match, I think Tom Scully was that gut runner, but yeah. quite often he'd gut run to get to a position, Yeah. try and be a kick or two in front, yep. and it'd get intercepted. Well, his Here finishing's it. always been terrible. Well, so He's a hard-running player. it would be intercepted before he was an option. Yeah, And it just drives you nuts, especially because that's something Hawthorne used to excel at. Yeah, yeah. Quick transition movement. Um, but I think, uh, as opposed to the Richmond game, this scoreline actually flatters Hawthorne a bit.
0: Yeah, I thought so too. I thought Essendon really took their foot off the gas in the third there.
1: Yeah, well, in the last quarter, uh, Hawthorne got uh, three or four in a row. three four in a row, in it, yeah. To finish. Um, and it just, you know, the game was over, and Essendon had just kind of cruised in. Um, I think that puts the line through Hawthorne for finals. It definitely goes close. Um, they've
0: been really surviving on a lot of momentum and inner belief, but looks like that's slowly getting chipped away, especially with losses to teams like Essendon where they'd usually find a way to be able to win.
1: Well, is their uh, competition, if you like, for that yeah. sixth to eighth spot. Yeah. Um, and at the moment, Essen had their measure. So yep. I've got to say, I don't think Hawthorne's going to be there in September. But... Um, well, that's the
0: thing. You look, yeah. at, look at who they've got to get ahead of to get those spots. Like, at the moment, that's... You know, you've got Fremantle in the sixth, Brisbane in seventh, and Richmond in eighth, um,
1: and they're in fourteenth. That's going to be tough for anyone to get into that. Yeah, not just that they have to beat out um, Essendon. Um, yeah, Port and Port. I mean St Kilda. St. I can't Kilda see there. them. I see them.
0: Fuck knows how, but, knows how, but down, hey, maybe they're maybe they're going to do the, the surprise a, the season.
1: Hatteras uh, coming through the AFL. Fuck VFL. knows how, but know.
0: that will be the best story ever in the history of AFL. Well, maybe sport.
1: To be honest, I can see. I can see St. Kilda being better odds than Hawthorne at the moment.
0: Yeah, based on form, that's very true. Um, Yeah. I mean, the same
1: matter wins. Um, Yeah. But but I think uh, St. Kilda have that unknown factor, whereas people have studied Hawthorne so intensely. Yeah. I think there's much less uh, ability to hide.
0: Definitely, yeah, whereas St. Kilda... Plenty of plenty of yeah. players playing shit across the last <laughs> couple of years. So lots of
1: places to hide. Yeah, and well, Clarkson threw Sicily <laughs> forward in this one, and I don't think it quite paid off that well. Yeah, but yeah. Well, got to try something. Yeah, well, he did, and, and lots um, of holes to fill. So, yeah, he uh, threw them around a bit, and just you know didn't quite come off. Yeah, uh, if only they had a, a a good tall key forward.
0: Yeah, so going into the Suns and St Kilda match, was this, this was one? a
1: much better match than it had any right to be.
0: Riverway Stadium, Where the fuck up in Townsville. All oh, right, in Townie. Uh, yeah, much much better game than it was supposed to be. I thought it might be you know pretty average in terms of quality, but it was a it was a lot of good sort of you know sub battles in this game from quarter to quarter. Uh, that last half was really really um, well. The third quarter's you know fantastic viewing in the, in the fact that not not so much the best defense being played by the team, but their ability to run the ball and get open space and uh, put runs on the board. I thought made it really, really interesting to watch. Yeah, it was a bit bruise free. Um- yeah.
1: But, you know, that's fine. Mind you, St Kilda were really trying to rip up the tackles. They got 79 versus 58. Yeah. Um, and they were just trying their ass off. And also 12 bounces, which... Um, you don't see that many bounces in a game normally.
0: Don't even see that stat normally. Well, no. <laughs> they, you know, they kept that stat. Well, yeah, they, yeah. they keep stats on fucking everything. This is very true. It depends what we can get access to.
1: Yeah. Uh, and you can <laughs> drill down as much as you fucking like. Mm. But... um, no, I thought this was a a step up for both teams. They normally... When you've got two teams that have been a bit of a sellout um, group, yeah. they tend to bring each other down. Whereas yeah. this one, they made each other look a bit good.
0: Yeah, and look, Ron Marshall in the ruck has had a real decent game with forty hitouts. Um, he was never really on my my radar
1: to look out for at all. No, and um, it's also funny because old mate um, Witz has actually had a very good season in the ruck, yeah. and you know, I, I reckon it go close, but. I, th- I think Marshall might have taken the chocolates.
0: I think he did too. And I mean, St Kilda fans have been talking up their big man of stocks for many, many years, but mm. they might actually finally have a decent. I mean, they've had the service Ruckman, but not someone they're going to be terribly excited about.
1: Yeah, and normally uh, the big fellas take a bit longer to mature. Yeah. But um, no, plenty to be excited about, about with Marshall, especially because along with his 40 touches, he's got 18 disposals, most of them being kicks, which, yeah. geez, you get a Ruckman that kicks uh, yeah. their hen's teeth. Uh, five marks, four tackles, and those four tackles—a big bloke tackles worth two tackles, really. Yeah, basically. Yep. Um, and so I think a Mumford tackles worth about six. But um, it's, he's an exciting player to have, and he's yeah. that—he yep. can be that Dean Cox-style player.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, just for the off-season alone, it's worth having him. You know, you know, some people. Anthony Miles, playing for the Suns, is having a good season as well. Uh, one of the Tigers outcasts that couldn't crack into the. To, to, a-side and, and, you know, play good. How do you uh, feel about that? Um, I don't care because uh, if there's any position, any point where he's playing a secure, uh, playing against Richmond, there's lots of pressure and doesn't handle pressure well. So cool. yeah. I'm more sad about losing Sam Lloyd. He's having a killer season.
1: The thing I feel bad about with Gold Coast <clears throat> is that they came close, this one. They probably yeah. should Should've have won They should have won really? for sure. Like, no um, doubt about that. But all the talk isn't about their improvement and their effort. It's been about um, guys like Lukosius, who's going to be out of contract and yeah. hasn't signed yet. Uh, guys like, um, oh, who else is uh, being talked about? Um, uh, Martin. Yeah, Martin, Jack Martin, and um, I think even Harbrow as well. And people are saying Archie might even um, call it a day. Yeah. So, I I think it's a bit unfair really. They've, They've had a really good run, granted, against a team that's sitting what fourteenth. Uh, yeah, they're sitting. No, Saint K.
0: They Saint Kilda. They're sitting eleventh after that win, oh. but they would have been fourteenth before yeah, then. I think probably around then. Gold yeah. Coast um, sitting unlucky seventeenth. I thought. I mean, I thought they played better this season than I expected them to.
1: They've played a lot better this season than last season, and um, still lack a bit of polish. Yeah, I, I did see though um, during the week uh, one of the. Uh, Tasmania Football League guys came out and said, Look, uh, we're on the ball to join the VFL. Right. Yep. In, I think it's 2020, and we want a, a standalone team by 2022. They did say they would much prefer a current team to relocate. Yep. Uh, that's the only way they're getting by 2022 because a new license won't happen until 2026. Right. Uh, they said Gold Coast and North Melbourne, we expect, would relocate. And, you know, both those teams are bandied around for this sort of thing all the yeah, time. Yeah, of course. And North's kind of like, gone uh, fuck off. But the, um, the chairman of Gold Coast said, look, we've got better engagement than the Gold Coast Titans yeah. uh, that have been here for a lot longer than we have. Yep. We've got record numbers of uh, junior participation in Queensland. Yeah. And we've got uh, a, a genuine rivalry with Brisbane. And people are starting to love AFL in the area. We're not going yeah. anywhere. We've got... Yeah. We've got plenty of uh, people who are building up the support, and it could very well be yeah. in ten years they'll have a massive following. Well, they have systemic support as well from AFL. So yeah, um, so I'm I'm actually converted. Uh, yeah, not three weeks ago I was thinking mm, Gold Coast they're probably going to end up folding or whatever, but yeah. The- the junior development is something that the AFL just fucking salivates for in Queensland. Absolutely. And if you they can have, have that. Like, have yeah. the little kids running around in the Gold Coast Guernseys. And yeah. even if it's uh, you know, the little girls, too, because they'll have an AFLW team. It's
0: yep. um, so basically a eugenics approach to it is. sport. Because also,
1: if you're Queensland, you're generally NRL. That's yeah. generally yeah. the way it goes. But,
0: or you're, you're a closet AFL yeah, supporter.
1: With the headlines they're doing now with, you know, concussion and Israel Folau doing yeah. his thing and whatnot, uh, whether you're for or against it, it's still, you know, discussion that's not around the, the game. Yep. Um, you'd be looking at it and going, I reckon, uh, I reckon mate, uh, rather than have the cauliflower ears, I might get you into the AFL. Yeah, Plus, uh, make some money. You know, yeah, the, the pay packet's a bit higher. Yeah, and also... Um- Actually, with that, how the fuck does that work? Because there's fewer people on an NRL team.
0: Yeah.
1: Their rights wasn't that much less than the AFL. And yet they're paid a lot less. Yeah. So it seems like, all right, AFL's got $6 billion over a few, whatever years to share between 44 players per team and there's 18 teams. Yep. There's what, uh, 16 NRL teams and each team has 20 odd players? Yep. It seems like someone's messing with the math there. Well, yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, they are known for some creative accounting across the
1: league. So. Yeah, but normally it's so they can pay people more. Usually a storm. Yeah. But uh, so I'm. That confuses me, What overheads would they have? Um, I mean, besides putting on State of Origin, which is the only thing AFL doesn't do. I don't know. Is there like a FIFA of the
0: rugby world that so you have to, like, you know, bribe, basically?
1: Oh, yeah, there is the Rugby World Cup, so... Maybe so there's
0: some, like, yeah, central commission that, I don't know, needs money for favours, basically.
1: I mean, it does include a, a New Zealand team, but even so, uh, you know, if, if anything, that should be... Uh, Better off because the Kiwi dollar is a little bit less.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I, I didn't, I wasn't sub- supportive of uh, having two teams in in Queensland until I saw the turnout for Brisbane versus Collingwood, which was sold out before the day. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that's amazing in a city that apparently is dropping off sport.
1: Well, and yeah, that's the thing too. It, it's, it's building, but yeah. like not quickly, guarantee yeah. that. But uh, I'm actually thinking Gold Coast have approached the right way. They've had a grassroots sort of run and they're starting to get some traction.
0: They've pumped a fuck ton of cash into the grassroots, not really worried too much about the AFL team.
1: Yeah, that's fair enough too. Uh, I think Sydney has gone the wrong way about it uh, in terms of grassroots support because they've pumped it into the AFL team, bought big four forwards and uh, have kind of ignored (laughs) some of the grassroots area, which is even worse for them because everything west of Dubbo is AFL. Yeah, yep. Um, mind you, I think I'd, I wouldn't want to see Tex Walker in a Sydney Swans Guernsey.
0: Well, you wouldn't want to see him as a front rower either, probably.
1: So. I don't know. He'd probably be the smartest one there.
0: Yeah, that's true. Anyway, on to the next game of the round, which was Fremantle versus Port. And this was a game that was, again, a lot closer than I thought it had any business been, or a lot more exciting than I thought it was going to be. And really hard-fought game for, for the for the entire match. And it only took like the last basically
1: 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes, that uh, Frio managed to really put it away. Yeah, well, I've, I've heard the um, Australian Automotive Association has renamed the third pedal the Michael Walters. You've got the accelerator, the yep. brake, and the Michael Walters. <laughs> is that clutch. Yeah, um, that was, not it? The kid is just cool.
0: Ah, And it's been lots of talk, obviously, his whole career, and even before he came to the AFL, with a, a pretty, pretty amazing junior career. And <laughs> this is the first time we've seen him actually have a stage where – Fremantle were good enough for him to be able to shine and really have other teams stand up and take notice. There's always promise yeah. and there's always like flashes of it, but this was just, you know, he, he wanted to win that game for him. Yeah. And he was really fucking everywhere and had a hand in every play.
1: Well, was, he, he wasn't the flashiest bloke, but Jesus Christ, he had effort.
0: He was just there everywhere.
1: He was, like we were saying before, those gut running players, he was gut running yeah. and then sprinting after it. Yeah. Um, he, you want him on your side.
0: Absolutely. He kicked kick six goals, six goals won, yeah. uh, tw- 25 possessions, uh, four tackles. That's a very, very good return for a small, small forward, basically. Yeah.
1: Um, I thought Boak could have had a bit of an argument for best on ground. 36 touches, eight clearances. Yep. But uh, I think you kind of have to, you have, to have a chat about five. seven yeah. touches, 22 of them contested, Yeah, uh, and 10 clearances. So he's, he's got him covered. And I think it's a bit unlucky because Boak's having the best season of his career. Um, yeah. Yep. But five's just quality. Uh, he, he is an absolute Rolls Royce. There's
0: been a, a few standout support that we didn't really expect. Like Dan Houston, I thought had a solid season. Uh, same as Dersma,
1: who obviously was another guy I had promise, uh, but starting to get some consistency in yeah. his games. I just saw a, a great Nuffy <clears throat> post the other day. Cause yep. I've been actively seeking out the Nuffy yeah. pages on Facebook. Yeah. You could um, be a Nuffy though. You just consider that. I could be. Yeah. Um absolutely Nuffy. Be. Oh shit. Here we go. Um, because I I still go into every game thinking you can win. Um, but no, he's uh, suggested that Carlton should trade their third rounder for Jack Watts uh, to get him in. Wow, wow. And trade off a whole bunch of their older players like Cruiser, And I'm like, he's not older. Solid and plan. Solid plan. I'm thinking, look, I to be honest, if you offered a third rounder for Jack Watts, what taking it? Mate, the only thing better than G2S,
0: uh uh talent is Carlton talent. They're great once they leave.
1: <laughs> well, that's just it. Eddie Betts is, uh, you know... Struggling, of course. Yeah. Eddie Batts, <laughs> yeah,
0: Sean Craig, uh, Bryce yeah. Gibbs. Um, well, to be fair, Bryce Gibbs has I mean, a couple kind of we really won't really worry about. with The outliers, that are included into the sample.
1: Well, gamble responsibly.
0: Yeah, um, don't do math either.
1: <laughs> that too. But no, but, um, you know, on this game, it was just feist for the taking. He, he's fucking good. He is. And it was disappointing to me that uh, Paddy Ryder, didn't really have as much impact as you'd hope. He, yep. he got two goals, which uh, absolutely more than you expect from the big lad. Yep. But uh, only twenty-two hitouts. Uh, he and Lyset. Lyset has had a decent. He's had a decent season, sorry. Yeah, um, he Lyset he got, been Lysette got uh, twenty-one and seventeen touches, which is more than you expect from him. Yeah, but Patty Ryder just seems to seems well, to be he, content. Yeah, he goes missing pretty often. Yeah, which is this is, like. Uh, when he's on, he is spectacular. Yeah. But it just seems like sometimes he's willing to give good enough.
0: Yep. Yep. Um, all right. On to the, the night game, which was another one with of epic proportions and the fact that... I actually really liked it. This was great. This was an amazing game of Carlton versus the Western Bulldogs. What a close, hard-fought game that had everything. And halfway through, basically the start of the third quarter, Carlton start putting on this amazing comeback. Play just starts, the ball starts falling in the lap, everything starts working, goals going straight through the middle, Chester being hit with passes, and I'm like, I hope they get over the line. Unless they get too far ahead in the third, then I'm going for a heartbreaking, soul-crushing loss.
1: Even Daisy Thomas looked alright in this game.
0: He looked amazing, which is crazy, because he hasn't looked amazing since he put that uniform on, basically.
1: Yeah, I think that's pretty much fair to say.
0: And Charlie Keona had a stretch of play there, which he was... Basically, a seven, throwback. It was 7 a, 1. It was a throwback to the late 90s of a power forward.
1: Yeah, it was like a Favola style yeah.
0: game. Yeah, it was like carry Favola, and I don't know, some other kind of all mixed up in one.
1: Actually, I heard uh, a sledge that Favola actually gave, apparently. Oh, jeez, here we go. Um, he was talking to, uh, I think it was Dustin, no, not Dustin Fletcher, uh, another Essendon backman of the era, and it was yep. one of the younger lads. And he's like, they're putting you on me. Mate, I'll give you a 100 bucks if you're on me at half t- after half time. <laughs> Still on me after half time. <laughs> Uh, like you're gonna get you're gonna get taken off for sure, man. Kick a yeah. bag.
0: Yeah, and stop gambling, Fev. Fuck
1: <laughs> <laughs> Well Jaden Stevens got in trouble that oh, as well. Yeah, yeah. We, we can go through that actually. But um no Charlie Curno uh, Charlie Curno. Um Charlie Curnow didn't have a, a big one. Yeah, it was Charlie. Uh sorry, yeah, Charlie Curno had seven one, which is uh yeah. more than you'd expect. You only put one tackle on the soft bastard.
0: Well, you know, it's hard to tackle when they're with the ball. So he probably had a long time. Unless he's got a handball to them just so he can get a few tackles
1: up. Well, I don't know. Ben Cunningham got tackled, still managed to injure the other bloke. Well, that's uh, true. We'll chat about that later. But, um, no, and, you know, we uh, we like seeing Charlie Kerno. Because I think he's one of the great marking kicks yep. when he's on. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, he's still a, he has more on days than Casbolt. We'll yep. guarantee that. Uh, and. Another bloke who seems to have popped up a little bit is Gibbons.
0: Yeah, although he's done well, his pressure on the ball is great. Um, someone that he's defensive minded, but can break, break the game open by just being on the outer a bit in the contest. And he has that like quick, you know, four or five steps.
1: Well, he's a mature age rookie and he seems to really ride the bumps quite well. Yeah. Um, best on ground, though, was definitely Dunkley.
0: Yeah, Dunkley uh, just re signed as well, I think. He just That's did uh,
1: today, I believe. Someone else re signed as well. I can't remember who. Yeah, 41 touches, 10 tackles, yeah. and. Was a big you know, difference in throw turning a goal the game around as well. He's, yeah, he's done fucking brilliant. And Tim
0: English, English has been
1: great uh, revelation for them in the in the ruck. He's only young, but for so long we've been saying it takes uh, big fellas a long yeah. time to mature. Yeah. but we've got guys like uh, Grundy, Gorn, who's yeah. not that old, and you know, um, English now they're looking pretty decent.
0: He's looking good and kicked two goals too. Four four shots on goal for a big man is a great
1: great way to get around the grounds. So maybe the big men have just been bullshitting for a while. Like, oh, you know, I'll come good when I am twenty eight.
0: Yeah. Well, now they're not playing basketball, they're playing AFL, so I think we're getting better crack at them. Well, Sammy Lloyd had a good game too.
1: Yeah, he did quite well. well yeah. I mean, for quite a few years, basketball teams were going broke in Australia. So, well, that's you know, true. For still yeah. It was. Maybe be careful about that.
0: Well, especially Melbourne Tigers and fucking the own. was gambling the crown every night. Well, yeah. so.
1: Um McRae had a good one too. And uh Casemalt actually decided to put in a bit of effort and got uh, five tackles. That's the most yeah, tackles really. I've seen him Shit. get. He should get a yeah, sticker, sticker or, or something. Right got a few hit-outs too, so he's, uh, he's trying to make himself useful. Maybe his contract's up.
0: Yeah. Um, all right. it's probably enough of that game. We've got Steve from Twitter's back. He's lifted his hiatus. So we've got a qu- actually legit question now. Um, what's your favorite away ground uh, besides China?
1: Adelaide Oval, to be honest. Yeah. Um, actually, really, really like the venue. I've been to a couple of matches there now. Yep. Um, for a start, they've got a craft beer bar. Do they really? Oh, craft-ish. Oh. Um, Who's on that
0: one? Pirate Life hmm? who's, who's, who's Who's Oh there's a Pirate there? one There's You know
1: Stuff you Like Squires is there as well Oh yeah Yeah um, So it's not You know You're local But yep. it's not West End Yeah exactly uh, yep. And Jesus Christ You'd take that every day Um, And plus it's got the scoreboard It's still got the uh, The hill Yeah Um, Actually really quite like it
0: Yeah I was trying to think of mind, And I don't know if I can count uh, Adelaide Oval Because I haven't seen footy there Although I've seen pretty much every other sport. Uh, I was there, I remember when the Rugby Union World Cup was on, and on a Tuesday night I went and watched Argentina versus Ireland, and the supporters literally drank the town dry. They had to open yeah. up West End Brewery at like 12 o'clock at night, get some cakes passed out in the city. Um, sure they'll drink fucking anything. Yeah, yeah. So mine, I don't know if I can really count, um, count Amy or Adelaide Oval, Amy Park, which was Steve's guess, was absolutely not my favourite. That is the worst experience for anyone to ever watch in. Footy unless Park. Yeah, Footy Park. Yeah. Unless you're going, to, going for the crows. Even then, there's no atmosphere. It's just old people who've had tickets from day one.
1: Well, uh, It's was... in a
0: shit part of the city. And it
1: had the metal bench seats. Yeah. yeah. So you're sitting down, and old Bertha next to you is yeah. just taking up three seats. She's got just...
0: elbows wide,
1: getting the knitting going. Yeah, and you're like, sweetheart, can you just fucking move over? Making, it's like, no, fucking... she's got a daughter and a no, husband she's, next she's to her.
0: She's halfway through a hot water bottle cover.
1: Yeah, and she's throwing down a rotisserie chicken. Yep, and they're always, come on, the crows. Yeah, worse than um, port game. Um, yeah, no, I, I did find games at footy park. See, I've, I've been to see Adelaide and port at Adelaide Oval. Yep. crowds have been fucking great. Yeah. Uh, they don't, and I've been sitting in the port members area a yep. couple of times. Yeah, they would be great. Uh, a, great it's a all college me. students now that's at Adelaide Oval. Oh, no, it's, uh, it's also, you know, the old, Three tooth uh, member for 30 years, sort of thing. Yeah. Um, oh, you had the port game. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, and, and, you know, who you go for? North. Oh, back and have a good one then. Yep. Um, and they were all, all nice blokes, and we had a beer afterwards and during and before. I mean, you know, they had a, a Bundy and Coke, but. Uh, well, yeah. Whatever. Um, whereas the matches at Adelaide Oval, I mean, shit, I literally got spat on. Yep. Um, and I didn't even go for either team. Uh, and that's. And when I was watching Port Games... And you were uh, nine. Yeah. Well, I actually think I was <laughs> no. 11, 12. Yeah. Um, but watching uh, Port Games as well, you'd have a bloke yelling at the umpire, calling him an absolute fucking cunt and everything, and he's got his three-year-old next to him. Yeah. He's like, yeah, Dad. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> like, yeah, fuck that cunt. Um, but it seems like they don't really uh, make the trip out to footy, uh, to Adelaide Oval, which... Uh, no, no, because it uh, costs money. Pretty good. But um, no. every match I've been to there has been fantastic.
0: Yep. well, I can't choose a, uh, Adelaide Oval because I haven't been there for footy match, so I'm going with Marble Stadium because it's real fucking close. <laughs> no, fair All right, on to the Sunday game. Obviously, short round this week with buys to Lions, Pies, Cats, Eagles, Swans, and the D's. Um, we got North versus the Giants. North on a bit of a, a hot streak, running up against a uh, competition that they... I don't know, do you reckon they should have won? Not
1: should have. Could have. Could have, yep. Um, the... Like I was saying before, the high marks and the open play is something that a lot of people appreciate. Um, I think Heath's actually a big fan of that style of play. Yep. I love the contested ball, the hard in and under, yeah. um, the not giving an inch style. <coughs> and this was one of those games for the first half, especially. Yeah, uh, You had players just diving into tackles and... Um, it really didn't matter who the most skillful player was. It mattered who won well, it the most.
0: This is, this is the sort of game that North thrive on because if it comes down to who's most skillful, then oh, there's travel.
1: Every day of the week. Uh, you know, they've got absolute Rolls Royces in there. I mean, yeah. guys like, uh, you know, Taranto, uh, Kelly, Coniglio, Patton, yeah. not, not Patton, um, Cameron, um, Himmelberg, Finlayson, they walk into any best 22 in the league just about. Yeah, pretty I much, mean, yeah. A couple of teams might be like, oh, we got one already. Yeah. But... Uh, <laughs> They, those guys are stunners. They're absolute stunners to watch. Yeah. So North couldn't play couldn't play them straight up.
0: Yeah, of course, of course. So they just had
1: to play hard. Um, the the factors that hurt North most was Higgins being out. Yep. He being the major ball user. Yeah. um Jamie McMillan being out, who's their uh, mobile backman, if you like, and also Cunnington being held by Deboa, literally being held on. <laughs> but you know, you can't really argue with a tagger holding someone because yeah. that's what they do.
0: And DeBoer is like, he's got, uh, I mean, he's got veteran status, so he yeah. can get those moves.
1: But having said that, uh, he did have two areas where I thought, for someone that's had such a good day, yeah. that's a bad one. He got knocked on his ass by Luke McDonald. Now, hmm. that's a very short list of people who knocked uh, uh, DeBoer on his ass yeah. and an even shorter list of uh, people who Luke McDonald has knocked on his yeah. ass. Yeah, exactly. Um But he still managed to, at one stage, tackle Ben Cunnington. Yep. And he got himself injured enough that he's (laughs) going to need surgery. Oh, my God. Um, He sort of wrapped him up, and Cunnington's kind of turned into the tackle and underhooked him. Yep. And fallen backwards, and that somehow separated his shoulder. Shit. So... Don't tackle Ben Cunnington as the fucking no, yes. of that story. Uh,
0: yeah, you gotta, you got to basically do a sheepdog and just corral him into a corner. Yeah, I mean, Don't touch him, though.
1: To be fair, Cunnington seemed pretty frustrated. It was his 2 game and he had yeah, a vertical right. impact. Yep. Um, but uh, all through, I think, North had players that were very hungry for it yeah. and some players that were passengers. Um, yep. Mason Wood was the passenger. He didn't really do a lot. And uh, Taylor Garner was brought in to replace Higgins, which is a weird in for me. It
0: is weird. I mean, it's weird bringing Taylor Garner in at all.
1: Well, I think he's one that has potential, but he's had potential for four years. Yeah, yeah. Had an unlucky run with injury and whatnot, um, but that's just the way it goes. Yeah,
0: it doesn't help the kangaroos any.
1: No, not really. Um, but uh, also, Higgins' role isn't really something that garners anywhere near.
0: No, he hasn't the experience, basically. Yeah.
1: They did move uh, Tarrant Thomas in to play that, which was some, yep. something quite popular with the Tasmanian fans. Yeah. Uh, obviously being played down there but he's not quite at that standard yet. He still needs some meat on his bones. Yeah. Uh, I would have thought Paul O'Hearn was the easy replacement, but for some reason, they're off him. Well,
0: we have been sort of harsh critical of the selection committee at the Kangaroos, and this has certainly been no exception. Uh, And that puts them down into 13th. So if you've written Hawthorne off for finals, does that mean North are done as well?
1: Well, you have to. Uh, This was one, if they won, finals was an option. Yeah. Um, This is one where if, if North... Try and make a run for it, they'll finish ninth. Yep. Uh, I just can't see them having the percentage and the wins to get finals, which means right now you've got to have a, a, a hard talk with Reece Shaw and say, Look, I know you want to impress us to get the job. Mm-hmm. It'd kind of impress us more if you could, you know, maybe. If you get his first draft pick, he'd be really fucking well, impressed. You don't want the spoon. No one wants the spoon. Well, they've tried
0: buying players, no one wants to come, so they've got to force them. Well, that's the like,
1: only way. Actually, <laughs> Pittard was uh, a decent game this one, and so was Polak. Yeah. yeah. Um, they did quite well. I thought um, Tarrant and Thompson, though, were massively underrated. Yeah. And they did a, a brilliant job. Cameron got one goal, I think, and it was a bit of a gimme. Yep. Um, so those guys did well. You can't blame leaking goals on them. It was mainly through poor interception and bombing long into the forward 50. I think North actually had uh, more inside 50s. Well, that's been North's
0: sort of Achilles' heel, or just their. One thing they can't seem to fix is exactly that bombing along in the forward line and real silly turnovers, especially when trying to enter the forward line.
1: Yeah, um, to be honest, you know, nuffy bit, but I thought they got a bit unlucky on free kicks too. There was a a couple where Marley Williams tried to a toe poke and they got called kicking in danger, right? Yeah, Uh, and another one where um, was it a a silly fifty to Simpkin and a weird one where they called touched on a Ben Brown goal. But it was a goal, Yep. and then they reviewed it and called it Touched. But the 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 footage was in no way conclusive. Yep. And, you know, being a fan, it's kind of hard to be impartial. But when mm. impartial people are even saying, I didn't see shit, what the fuck, that's yeah. not conclusive. Yeah, uh, You kind of think, well, maybe I'm uh, in the right on that one. Um, and there's been calls to actually scrap the uh, video review system because it's like that. Yeah. And the funny thing is they had a reverse angle, which actually was much higher res. Yeah. Uh, and finger didn't seem to move, but you know, it didn't cost North a game, yeah. It cost them the first half, they could have gone in with a bit of a lead, yeah, for but sure. GWS just came out so full of run, and North were cooked at about halfway through the third quarter, yeah. And, all right, what else happened? Uh, well, Jaden Stevenson was one of the ones that oh, that's uh, right, popped yeah. up. he's in trouble, put a $50 bet on uh, his own game, is that what it was? Well, in no, the Collingwood game. Yeah. I don't know whether it was Collingwood That's to win weird or... As shit. Why would you do that? Uh, well, especially especially when Collingwood's already had a couple of people get done for it. Yeah, it's just stupid. Yeah. I, I don't boring. understand it. I don't know whether... I, I can't imagine how he'd be unaware of Yeah. Yeah. There's no way he'd be manager. unaware. And what do you stand to win? Like 110 bucks or something like that, maybe? Unless he's know. got Collingwood in like a 20-league multi. Yeah. Uh, but even then, win a couple of grand mags. Yeah, just leave Collingwood out of it, you know? Yeah. Uh, fine. Well, you know, I guess you've got to build your multi-up somehow.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man, It's part of his uh, contract clauses. Uh, you get one no, fifty dollars yeah. coupon for <laughs> bet easy Maybe it was, it. It was or something.
1: It was, <laughs> it was a match bet yeah. kind of thing.
0: Um, oh, it's really it's totally kind of funny, funny that you have all these advertisements for betting all and all over the, the league, which obviously invites corruption to its core into there. And uh, you tell me all for betting.
1: Yeah, I thought that was quite a funny too. Like, yeah. uh, guys, you can't bet, but uh, here's a whole bunch of sponsors. Yeah. Sponsor here's Nathan
0: Brown telling you what the odds are and then gamble responsibly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And never mind the fact that the uh, the big story out with um, the AFLPA is yep. one of the counsellors is saying that there's a couple of blokes a million in debt. Shit. Uh, not to uh, the bookies you sort of have an app for right? Yeah. Unless that app is Western Union. Well, and they know they aren't going to, be to collect that money back legally. Yeah which is why, allegedly, a few of them had to move states. Um, mm. But also, uh, a bunch of guys who are in the 500k in debt part, which, you know, when you're earning 700k a year, you're not too worried about. But yeah. uh, you get one knee injury, and all of a sudden, you've got two.
0: Yep, yeah, yeah, the next thing, yeah. Yeah, your name's not Michael Jordan, so can't usually get, the, get away with that shit. Well, no. Um, also, did the did Gil actually apologise to the fans? Did I read that right? Yes, he did. He had a... Shit,
1: there you go. Well... Earlier on, uh, Joffa came out, well, wind back a bit further. Yeah. They were talking about uh, a few blokes getting spoken to for barracking loudly. Yeah. And a few blokes getting booted for, you know, aggressive, but innocuous comments. Yep. There was one, um, a guy called the Umper Green Maggot and got booted for it.
0: Yeah.
1: And that was the narrative around it. And people are going, you know, geez, it's a bit of a dick move, yeah. but booting it for it's way over the top. Yeah. The thing is, it was kind of blown out, but there were also legitimate areas of criticism. For that particular comment, uh, I had the impression that he was just yelling out in general play. Right. Turns out, he got out of his seat, ran to the uh, umpire's race, and was screaming at the umpires, calling them green maggots, as they're coming off the ground at time. Right, now, th- that's yeah. a whole separate spin on yeah, that, that shit. Yeah, that
0: is definitely, definitely <laughs> different. Uh,
1: in that case, I'm like, yeah, fuck him off. He's being a dick. Yeah. But any. Uh, there's been other ones where people are just cheering and whatnot, and one of the behavioral, um, what are they, behavioral police essentially, yeah. has come down and said, you know, maybe tone it down a bit. Hmm. I'm like, fuck you. They've paid their money as long as they're not swearing. Yeah, exactly. They're not uh, being racist or sexist or yeah. homophobic yeah, or whatever. No- and it, m- shit, we can accept in yeah. general life as long as you're not, you know, denigrating someone to that level. Exactly. As long as you're not hey, showing like prejudice. It. Yeah. Um, I have no problem at all with people being passionate. It's when you're being a fuckwit that I think it's beyond the point. And, you know, you can say the umpire's blind. You can say that's not a free kick. You can say, what are you doing? Boo some cunt. Yeah. You know, that's been frowned upon recently too, but you can, you can enjoy yourself and, uh, you know, you can celebrate, you can yell, scream, whatever, as long as you're doing it in a fashion that's not, uh, unacceptable should your kids see you do it. Yeah, exactly. Um, all for it. And I think Gil sort of realised that there was a the commentary about it. Because the other thing is too, the AFL didn't present their reasons why these people were booted. Yeah. They just, just said, just you know.
0: Gestapo crackdown.
1: They just said violated our policy or whatever. Yep. They didn't say, no, this guy ran over and screamed at umpire's face. Yeah. Which I think they you have should, context, of course. They should have, but I can understand why they didn't. Yeah. Because if they come out and say exactly why, and then it becomes a conversation, and then it becomes something they can action. Mm. Uh, someone can say, "No, I've got a witness that says I didn't do that," and like, "Well, we've got forty-three cameras that said you did, dickhead." Yeah. In. Yeah. Um, but I think sometimes you've got to be willing to clap back, like you see on Twitter uh, when someone. Or on Yelp, when someone reviews a restaurant and says, Oh, there was a fingernail on my food and I got kicked out and I was, you know, loving life. Yeah. And someone's like, Actually, you were drunk. You we were at the front of our restaurant and we're not even open yet. So you can take <laughs> off. Uh, you need that honesty. Yeah. And at the moment, the AFL is sort of acting more like a corporation. Yeah, of course. They're protecting their brand, protecting their image. And I think uh, Gil realized he's gone too far because guys like Joffa and uh, Trout from Richmond are saying, not go on another game to you apologise. Yeah. And if that happens, cheer squads don't turn up. Yeah. And if cheer squads don't turn up, it's a damn quiet game.
0: Yeah. It's not good doing
1: Now they don't want to go back to piping in uh, crowd noises. Yeah. Because that just sounds fake. It's and, terrible. And it's not right. And the other extreme too is no one, absolutely no one wants to see our crowd split up based on who they support.
0: No. Well, I mean, that's never going to happen because <laughs> what if you don't wear any Guernsey? where are you put you?
1: Yeah. Uh, and also, uh, other sports, you'll have literal pat-downs before you head into certain areas yeah. and whatnot. And then you have literally parts of the stadium where you can't go without being shot. Unless Well, you're yeah, locals.
0: there are certain times where fans, lads,
1: rock up. <coughs> so, look, I think, I think uh, the crowds get it right, mostly. And I think everyone knows that if you're being a dickhead, doesn't matter what team you support, Yeah, text the number, dob the bloke in, he gets fucked off. Yeah.
0: All right, that'll do us for this week. We'll see you next week, which should be the Don't last... Don't want to go through next round? Oh yeah, sorry. We do next round, don't we? Shit. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, top job. All right, what do we got next? Next round. Uh, <laughs> we're uh, starting off at uh, Thursday night again. Yep. Uh, we've got Eagles versus Essendon. I wow. actually think it's to be a great match. Over at Optus. Optus. Well, I mean, I think Eagles do this pretty easily. I think they do too, but I don't think Essendon. Uh, I think Essendon are a bit of a roll. I think they might give him a run for it. Yeah, but but Essendon—they'll lay it down for sure. Yeah, but Eagles are cruising a bit at the moment. Actually, I found out today too that uh, old mate Drew Petrie is uh, making a comeback in the uh, Eagles VFL, uh, uh, Waffle Squad. Is he? What, yeah. In, what, cheerleader? No, he's he's oh. having a run. Shit. Right. Good on the lad. Yeah. Um, You know, maybe he didn't get a job on the coaching staff. He's like, fuck it, got to earn my money. Yeah. Maybe he couldn't get a ticket back to Melbourne. <laughs> uh, and then we go to Friday night, uh, Sydney v. Hawthorne. This should be a great match, but I'm kind of a bit worried it won't be.
0: Yeah, well, I think that uh, it's fizzled out, this rivalry. I think we can put that one to bed.
1: It's kind uh, yeah. of something new. Well, it's a like as well, which is uh, a bit detrimental to great footy, I think. Yeah. Um, although Buddy Franklin's been in a bit of form lately. Maybe he'll turn it up. Yeah. What do you see? Things in a win. Um, I'm on Sydney. Yeah, I think Sydney win too. Actually, SCG.
0: Yeah, but I think Buddy will turn one on. Like he says, in good form. Yeah, I have to have money. I have to have my pick on him.
1: I think. Yeah, but at the G on Saturday, we've got Melbourne v Dockers. Oh, um, this could be boring as shit, or it could be well, one of those shit close ones. Hotham's up to 150 centimeters of snow. Ooh. I think that'll see more of a crowd than this, because Melbourne aren't looking good. Yeah, I think they lose this, and to be honest, they could be on for the spoon. You
0: reckon they lose the crowd for us season two?
1: Um I, I really went into the season hoping Melbourne would be great. I think they should be a top four side with their list. Yeah. Uh they they're a bottom four side at the moment and they could they be absolutely bottom. Are. They could be bottom two. Yep. Yeah. I, I, I can think... see Cardinal Jeta uh, Gold Coast actually having a win against them.
0: Yeah, yep. I think I think get a little over the line as well. Um We've got Saints you know, versus next, Brisbane. At Marvel. Well, Saints on a bit of a roll, but
1: it's and Brisbane. Brisbane Brisbane coming off a loss too. Yeah. Um Still, I think Brisbane will I think have Brisbane,
0: this. yeah, they got too many young kids they've and too bit, many good players. A bit too
1: much grunt. Yeah. Um, and then over in Adelaide, which we've just said is the best ground away from Melbourne, um, Port v. Cats. I want, an, I want a reason to tip Port, but I can't do oh,
0: just I'd never want a reason to tip Port, and this is good enough.
1: Yeah, no, it's, <laughs> it's got to, like, I'm not tipping against Cats for the rest of the year. No. I just I mean, smart money
0: wouldn't. Uh, unless there's, yeah, some, some big outs, but that's not happening. They're just final cylinders and injury list is Good, so yeah, I think Cats take that one easy.
1: Yeah, and then we finish off with uh, Bulldogs v Collingwood. I think Bulldogs Marvel, have shown a bit yeah. recently, but yep. uh, and they play Marvel quite well. Yeah, but Collingwood's still good. Uh, yeah, English has had a good a good run. Yep. Grundy's better. Right. Um, McRae and Dunkley have good runs. Penderbury and Treloar are better. Yeah, uh, and then you've got Levitore has been a bit quiet lately, but De better. And uh, I just think every star they have. Collingwood got a better guy. Bontempelli yeah. is phenomenal for his age. Don't get me wrong, but he needs support and he doesn't have it here.
0: Well, they are 360 for the win, the Bulldogs, so all it takes
1: is a couple of pies to you know have a tickle. <laughs> well, yeah, lacking Stevenson you know, is a, an inconvenience for the pies, but yeah. with the amount of depth they've got in that uh, forward line and back line, for that matter, um, they can cover him.
0: Yeah, for sure. And the buyers this week are Adelaide Carlton, Gold Coast, Giants, North, and Richmond, who will all be having the week off and are probably studying and not going out.
1: Well, you can't hope so. Yeah. But, all right. Uh, yeah, that's it for yeah.
0: round 13, I believe. Yeah, yeah.
1: That's, the, that's the lot. All um right. Have a good one. Peace. Mate.